Hey everybody, welcome to Why It Matters, the podcast for the dreamers and the driven who are changing the world their way. Biti Mandal was born and raised in Kathmandu, the capital of Nepal. Growing up there gave her a unique perspective of how our society functions today. Her community, for example, has a different relationship to water than other communities around the world. She and her family got access to water two days per week due to the scheduled rotation that they were on within their community. This life was normal to her, but as she experienced how people outside of her community were living, she began to question the stark differences. Now, as a sophomore at Babson College, she is pursuing what she found to be her purpose, being able to create a better world. As a Davis Fellow for Peace, and a member of the U.S. Embassy Youth Council, a platform for youth leaders from Nepal to provide input about the future of their country, she is creating the world she wants to see. Before we listen to her story, everybody take a second to settle in, appreciate where you are, and take a deep breath with me. And now, after the episode. And we are live, Bidi Mandal. Welcome to Why It Matters. Thank you. It's really nice to be here. I'm excited to dive into it with a fellow student from Babson College. And from our first initial conversation, it seems like an amazing student from Babson College. Um, so looking forward to getting into it. And before we do kind of get into what you're doing, what you are doing now and what you've done, I'd love to hear a little bit about you. So who is Beatty? What gives you purpose? Um, I think it's a very difficult question, honestly, even though I have done a lot and I'm like in this journey where I want to achieve a lot. I think when you stop back and like reflect on what is it that is giving you purpose, I think you always kind of start with you're like, oh, is it the thing that I really want to do? But until now with the whatever work that I've done, I think Bidi Mandal is just um, a student who is from Nepal. Um, for me, purpose is basically being able to create a better world. So like from the personal experiences that I've had in life, I think world cannot be fair at times, you know, like there are people um, from different communities who are at different levels of our society and they are um, going through some unfair treatment, I believe. And I feel like that should not happen. So um, I'm just trying to create a world where that is a little bit reduced. Um, so yeah, I think if you look at a general thing, like what is motivating most of my work, I think it's, it's being able to create that world where like this, the social injustice that, injustices that we see are very less. So for some context, you're a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think with that context and you having that perspective, it's, it's quite uh, advanced definitely for people my age and in, in we're pretty close in age to our age. And I think that um, it's amazing. And so what do you think 
led you to having that understanding at your age and what experiences kind of shaped that perspective? Um, honestly, growing up, um, so I come from a low income family um, from Nepal and Nepal is a self-developing country. So we have a lot of challenges going on itself. But when you come from um, a low income family within a developing country, things co- get more challenging. You know, there's this idea of interse- intersectional, intersectionality being played and like you are suffering more than other people will suffer. So like growing up, I had a lot of, a lot of things uh, that I was struggling with, what my family was struggling with. And these things were not like, oh, I'm not being able to find a good car or like my health insurance is not better, but it was like, oh, we don't have good food to eat. Uh, We don't have access to clean water or energy. There is no energy in our home. So like when I started growing up, um, I felt like uh, when I was small, the things that I was growing up with felt normal. Okay. So, okay. These are the things that I'm growing up with. So every, every household in the society should look like that, you know, like everybody who is in the society should be struggling with the same things. But as I grew up, as I, as I started going to places where like people from different walks of life were coming, I realized like, wait, things are not similar for all the people. Like everybody is not going through same struggles. Um, I mean, and, and it, it felt really um, disheartening to me because like, if I'm, if I was born as a human, I don't know what is it is that makes me more, um, you know, like why can I why why can I not have access to the resources that someone else has? Like he looks similar to me. We are both humans, and like this idea of human rights, and I like started indulging into these ideas, and it was so striking to understand that we have been living in this world for so long, and still like so very less is being done, right? And and um, I think if I had not been um, born in a family that was struggling with so many aspects, I think I would not have grown to like um, think critically about the society from such a young age. But I think my personal experiences really shaped me and made me think about, oh, this is wrong. Like this should not happen. So I think those were like key factors that made me think about um, how society exists and like why social justice is so important to us. So when, in addition to your immediate family and the place that you grew up, can you tell me about what it was like growing up in the context of Nepal and the culture of Nepal and how that shaped your perspective? Mm-hmm. So when I was growing up in Nepal, um, the society that I was growing up, though I was growing up in Kathmandu city, which is like the capital of the country, I still was growing up in a society that had a lot of issues. Like, you know, the education was not that good. Um, we, we used to struggle to have um, access to proper water to drink. So like uh, the supply of drinking water would only come once or twice a week, you know? So like there would be rush, like everybody is rushing to get the water. Um, I grew up in a society where like girls were not trusted. So, you know, like, um, since I was the only um, child in my family and I was a girl, like I had my uh, neighbors, I had my relatives come and tell me, oh, why are you, edu-? my parents, uh, they used to come and tell, tell my parents like, oh, why are you educating her? Like she's going to get married someday. It's it's pretty useless and, and things like that. 
So I think I grew up in a society where like uh, whatever I'm currently experiencing as a student in United States were not there. Like, you know, I come here and I have like, oh, I, I just I just open my like lights or I, I have constant access to the power, which was not there. I remember when I was growing up, we, we used to have the whole whole society, like whole Kathmandu, not, not only the poor people, but even the rich ones. We used to have like 17 hours to 12 hours of low shedding. So which is like, you don't have power for uh, that many hours out of 24 hours, which is crazy because, you know, like um, so many people were trying to study, so many people were trying to do the work and there simply would not be power. So, and, and it was also like politically unstable. Uh, so we used to have like frequent strikes. Um, schools would be closed without any reason. And yeah, I think I grew up in a society with a lot of problems. It, the Nepal was going through political um, change. There was, we were uh, shifting for, from monarchy to democracy. So like a lot was going on. Like there was, there were a lot of instability in the society that I grew up in, and like yeah, and and those those as as we started growing up and we started comparing the life we're living in Nepal to the rest of the world, and you see like oh, what is going on? Like why is it that the life that we have is not as good as good as other people? So I think um, my personal experiences of growing up in a society and a family with with those level of struggles. And my education that there is a world out there, like out from Nepal, out from my family that can actually give you a better life, like help me contrast um, to the different levels of society that we have kind of, you know, like the levels um, of riches, the levels of basically um, the, the society, the structure that we, ha we have created in our society. Yeah. So growing up in Nepal was difficult. But at the same time, it was it was helpful for me to understand like how we are functioning as a society, how things change, how things don't. Thank you for giving that um, the full story because it's insightful for me, and I think it's insightful for a lot of people listening. Mm -hmm. um, and so, talking about that situation that you grew up in, mm -hmm. um, it sounds like you had many things going on in your life that you had to manage. And so how did you manage them and get to the place that you are? Because getting to Babson um, and being a global scholar, which I'd love to talk about, is an amazing feat um, just in itself. And so what, what was your mindset like throughout some of your earlier years and maybe time in secondary school? Honestly, um, one of the things, uh, it's, it's really, and actually I started pondering on it a lot later, but one of the things that I've realized is like, uh, no matter how much I criticize human nature today, I think humans are great. We have this amazing ability to persist through the bad times, you know, like I've always, um, okay, so my mother is a daily wage worker. She works in a daily factory in Kathmandu. Um, and like the, the, the type of working conditions she has is really bad. Like I have been to the work, workplace and like there's so much there's so much chemical um people are not that polite and basically it's a place where you don't want to work and like whenever she's home like she comes back from a shift she takes a um hour and a half bus ride to be back home 
and she's there and like she has had like a seven to eight hours working shift and I sit with her and I still feel this energy she was she'll always smile at me and like I, and I get surprised like wow where, where where does this energy come from like how is this happening and I think um I think and it's not only about my mom, you know, like, it's, it's really strange. Like, I've seen my neighbors and, like, they, they also have not the perfect life that you would want to live, but the amount of energy that they still have. At the end of the day, they're still happy. They're still, like, so grateful for the things that they have. Is 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 that energy is really, um, it, it is contagious, you know. They're like, oh, they're, they're doing so great. I mean, I should be. Um, I should be grateful of other things that I have. So when I was getting an education, I was going to a good school. My mother funded the education, which was really great because she was like, she didn't have a lot of money. So she was like saving a lot of money, like trying to get it from other people. And she put me through a good education. And when I would, when I was getting that education, I was really like constantly like seeing the lives that uh, people around me were living. And I was, I was kind of living a good life. You know, I was at a privileged place. I had that, uh, I was in that process of being able to change that. It was really interesting. Um, so yeah, I think that was the key idea that like kept me um, motivated on a track to good good education. Um, when I talk about landing to Babson, honestly, um, and and you talked about how my experiences were in the secondary school, and if I am to be like hundred percent honest with you, I didn't know about. Um, schools in u.s provided scholarship to students till i was in like my senior year of high school i didn't have wow. i didn't know about it like i remember i went to an event so it was kind of a like uh, event for people so i was meeting a lot of the other high schoolers and i was i remember asking someone and she was like oh i'm gonna go to this university to study this 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 in the u.s and like it's free and she was like and i asked her like what are you gonna study and she's like i'm gonna study economics and computer science and i was like what i mean is that even possible and i, I left i was like oh i mean so first of all you're going to to the u.s to study which was a big thing for me when I listened to that second, she was going on a full scholarship and I was like, what are you mad? Do you have connections? <laughs> and I was like, no, this is not possible. And then she was like, I'm going to study economics and computer science. So um, in Nepal, we have like a thing where you go in only one stream. So if you're studying computer science, it's only computer science, no economics there. You know, like if you're studying um, science, it's only science, it's biology, it's only biology. And she has, she had this mix of disciplines and I was like, no, that is not possible. Um, and actually, I didn't have an active internet connection till I was in high school. So I was like, how do I find about this? So um, I actually had, so I went to my relative's house over vacation and they had a smart TV. Um, so what I did was like, I quickly like typed in um, a US college application process in the, in, in the YouTube box and like a lot of things appeared and I saw, I saw a girl talking on YouTube and she was like, oh, you, you need to do this, you need to do that. And that was the first time I heard the word SAT and I was like, okay, this is the exam you need to pass and like they'll take you in. And that was really interesting because like, how can that happen? Like I, I really got intrigued in the process. I started asking around and people were like, hey, they started opening up and they started telling me about how the 
application process looked like. So when I finished my high school, I had no idea about what to do. I had nothing to do. Um, and I remember a few, um, I had like some savings. So it was around $50 um, it, to give you guys in context. So like um, what I did with that $50 is like, I, I took it to the nearest internet company and I was like, I need an internet connection. Like if I am to do the college application process, I will need that. So I had like this old um, computer and they, they gave me an internet connection, which was like not that fast. It was pretty slow um, given the price that I, I, I was offering, but I got the internet connection. I took a whole gap year and I started doing the application. I didn't know what I was doing. Like I remember if I look back, it was like super crazy, right? I had this, this like corner of my room um, I, I, I dedicated that corner of my room for like doing all the practices and like I appeared for my SATs and I once I remember once I even didn't know how to make the payment for the SAT so I the, the thing is like if you're an international student you need to go to the bank to make the payment and I remember I missed the deadline and they made me pay like um, the late fee and I remember I was so sad about it and like just the small struggles, you know, like not having anyone to guide me or not, not being able to use Google Calendar to remind myself and all those struggles were real. And like, I was coming from a background where like, um, I couldn't ask anyone for the help. And like, I just landed it. And, and personally, I think like, I didn't land this scholarship just because I was, oh, she is the best in the room. I think the person who read my application saw what I actually came uh, where I actually came from and what were the things that I tackled to put in that application there itself. And I think I'm always respectful for, for that person to see that struggle that I was going through and to respect that. So honestly, it's, it's just been not being the best person in the room, but being like coming a very long way, you know, like in a very short period of time. So yes, that was how my college application process was. <laughs> that's another amazing story we're like three for three here <laughs> is it great i would love to transition a little bit into the present day um and where you're at now um and so i think one thing i'd like to start off with is something that i first noticed when we connected was that you're a davis fellow for peace um mm -hmm. so could you give a little bit of a description of what that is mm -hmm. and what it means to be one um, so Davis uh, Fellow for Peace is a yearly grant that is given to like um, college students in the U.S. So you get like around ten thousand U.S. dollars to execute a program that you want to um, execute. So when I was um, chosen as Davis uh, Fellow for Peace, I was actually I had like proposed a project called as um, Innovating Environmental Health. Um, in which we talked about how we can tackle air pollution to to um, maintain and like prosper peace. Um, being a Davis Peace Fellow was was very amazing experience for me because I had not landed landed in the U.S. yet and like to be able to compete um, in, in in people applying for this uh, grant from the U.S. Like there are so many students trying to get this grant from the U.S. Like yeah, students from top universities are competing so that was really exciting um and when we started executing this project i think the same ideas were in place so i think one of the one thing that you'll notice throughout the podcast is like or, or the two of the things that i say is 
everything for me is about being to it it basically traces its traces back to creating the world that i would like to live in or i think i could have lived in so basically um being able to execute that project was to like okay there is air pollution in nepal there is air pollution in different countries and it is impacting communities differently even if i'm like suffering um through air pollution my access to healthcare my access to the information about air pollution is going to impact me if if i if i'm li- living in a community where i don't have an access to the internet i'm never going to learn about oh this level of air pollution is bad for me i need to wear a mask the awareness is not going to be there right um if you're coming from like um a low income family and if you your lungs get impacted by air pollution you don't have access to the healthcare that easily so you know like you you get trapped in all these problems again so when i was executing this um project basically what we were trying to do is like okay the air pollution is there it's it's impacting communities differently and what what can we do about it so we did this amazing program called as ecoed so we we had like students from nepal and china shanghai so we had like student of um around 40 students from both of the countries and we gave them a month long training the training helped them understand what environmental health is and these are all local students so like they're coming from different walks of life within within that communities and they're learning about environmental health they're learning about what sustainability is how the problems are impacting 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 them and basically like they're also learning about like what are the frameworks that they can use to um tackle the problems that they are seeing in their communities so one of the framework that we talked about and used throughout the course was design thinking so like every student um formed a group and they came up they identified a problem in the community and they tried to come up with a local solution and i think the whole idea of being able to empower these um young students to take on similar projects like i am doing was was really really great because um sometimes when we are trying to build solutions for a society or a community we don't really incorporate the local people you know it's like a coming from a very privileged and isolated background where like where where we hardly um go to the user or try to see what environments they live in so i think it's very important that we um involve the the key players the people who are actually being impacted by that uh, th- that problem in in the solution building so like the students who were living in that community had the best idea what of what was going on what was actually impacting them and i think if you're a local person you 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 instantly have the idea oh is this going to work or is this solution not going to work so like um these local students came they presented over 10 projects which were like amazing it ranged from pond preservation so they were talking about how the local uh, water bodies were being impacted to talk about uh, and it ranged to like solid waste management i think it was great because they were coming up with a solution that 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 was for the problems that that, that was like impacting them on a day to day basis and i think if we are trying to tackle all these big problems it's really important that we kind of like make leaders locally so to be able to look at all these problems so you know like if 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 a society um is there with with 
less problems it is peaceful like it, it kind of like sounds very general right now but i remember talking to you about how we used to only have like a water supply um every two day of a week so like uh so what would happen on those days was like everybody would take a break from their work basically and we had the fit schedule and everybody would rush to get the water and since there was this scarcity there was also a lot of conflict going on so people were like not happy with each other we used to have um basically a lot of quarreling because the amount of water was limited but the use or the need was unlimited right like you needed water for a lot of things so like um the idea of being able to tackle all these problems in a community um is that if you're if you're able to create a safer a greener or you know basically a community that has less problems you're more prone to like um decrease the conflicts within that community it it is then going to surely a positively impact the physical the the physical sort of life that you're living but also will impact um the emotional side of it how happy you are in that community and all that stuff so i think it was a very enriching summer to be able to work um i mean it was so so fun to see, see all the students be on the track that i was once on and to be able to help them with the um with the frameworks or with the ideas that i found really helpful so uh, being able to execute davis peace project has surely been a highlight yep so are you still doing work <clears throat> excuse me are you still doing work in air pollution now yeah i'm still doing work so um we have um we have a group of more than 10 people right now and our organization is called as innovating environmental health um our davis peace project was focused around education but we are also making air filtration devices we are right now like finalizing the product hopefully we can start manufacturing by um this january and we're also making sensors that can like help you understand what level of pollution you're you're living in so i think yeah um main our main focus is to like make these air filtration devices and install it in like developing nations schools in developing nations so you know like um children are going into schools they're spending quite a lot of time there they're trying to learn but the environment that they are trying to learn is kind of polluted you know like it's it's impacting their lungs growth it's 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 not healthy for them so what we decided was the intervention was needed um around schools so we thought okay let's make a, a economical air filtration device that can like help at least maintain a clean um environment to learn where students can um not worry about health though it's, it it is not a um it is not very normal for students to start worrying about the health but it it, it surely impacts them on the long run um a research on at nyu also talks about how um air pollution is directly linked to your bad test scores um how uh, it it impacts your attendance in the classroom and just your ability to learn so i think like the air pollution is not only impacting the health but by impacting education it is taking away this amazing opportunity for us to create leaders who can like you know um take on different different important um, roles in the societies so we are trying to create um we're trying to create classrooms that are free from air pollution and and um, so basically that's our main goal 
but we realized, okay, we are going to install these air filters in a classroom, but um, how is it going to impact the, the children in, in that classroom? So we thought like, um, rather than just leaving the air filter there, it would be nice to help them understand why that air filter is there, you know? Like, so if I'm a student in Nepal, um, and I can easily imagine that, um, and I don't know a lot about what's going on around the world, and I, if somebody's coming, I remember you, we used to be really excited when we had visitors because, you know, like, um, it, it's just like, why are they here? What they're trying to do? It, it's usually not clear, right? So. If I'm trying to go in a classroom and I'm installing an air filtration device and I'm asking you to properly use it, I think it's really important to understand its its importance and what it why is it there, right? So our one month long Equid program is based on helping students understand why that air filtration is there. So it will it will get give you information on um why how what how bad the air pollution is around your um area what things have been already done what what does it mean to have good environmental health um what is innovation like how what is sustainability how um how you can get involved in these ideas how you can be one of uh one of the person who can like you know um bring out similar uh similar solution to your classroom or to your homes or to your communities so it is like okay i'm going to install the air filtration devices but i'm also going to help you understand the relevance of it um or or how you can you can be an active force uh, in in creating positive change so that is how our our project works we when we are when we were working on davis peace project we focus more on the education side but we it, it, it kind of comes in two ways for us so we are like right now finalizing the air filtration devices that's really cool because i think the work that you're doing reflects the principle of design thinking and how in, in kind of complex systems and that you have this one problem with clean air and that's deeply tied to education um and so very cool um very cool to hear about what you're doing would love to talk about your role um on the youth council um in nepal and so like that's pretty cool um it's i'm assuming it's part of a government structure so again pretty cool um so how does that operate and what does it mean to to be on that council and like create impact through it um so um us embassy youth council is a very cool platform so it's just very competitive as well. So we have like 27,000 plus applications every time they open and only like 50-ish people are selected. So it's like highly selective, but but the thing that um, the council represents is like a diverse um, community, what Nepal is like. Nepal is a very diverse community. The, so the council is a, a clear representation of the society that we live in. So we have people coming from all different parts and representing all these different, um, um, basically they're coming from different fields and they're different, representing different professions. Um, I think when I was applying to um, be the part of this council, I mean, I was, I was, I was like teeny tiny high schooler. So it was like, oh, it's, it's a government, government, almost like a government body and it's super formal am i even going to fit in but then i realized like when when we are talking about change and we are talking about like how 
we sh we need to make our voices heard sometimes we don't speak you know like oh um i i'm young i come from this community do my voices do do my voice um does my voice matter and like we we think about that um a lot but i think no matter wherever you're coming from whatever professional background you have whatever educational background you have um I think all of our voices matter, you know, I think like it's really important to understand that. Um, I mean, since I was not coming from a very amazing background, I have at times felt overwhelmed and I'm like, oh, should I do this? Should I not do this? Should I speak? Should I not speak? Sometimes even at Babson, I'm like uh, thinking about, oh, do, like, are my perspectives valuable and all that stuff? So th those questions constantly revolve around you so while i was applying to this um platform to be one of the council member i realized actually they need me like are they going to have a 18 year old um who has gone through all the struggles that i have been through and i'm and is is going to have uh is, is planning to do all these things no they're not gonna ha have same person like me so like it's it's really important that like i go forward and be like okay these are the things that i need to talk to you about like these are the values that i reflect and i and i want to be there to reflect those so like yeah it, it comes to like every and i think that principle can apply to like anywhere you know like at times i felt like um if, even if i'm having a conversation with my friend and i'm like oh should i say this is is, is it going to like uh, enrich the conversation and i and and at like almost all the times it has like all our experiences matter sometimes you 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 can you can feel like um is is growing up in nepal with a lot of challenges interesting to listen to but i'm on a podcast talking about it right so it's like it's it's so interesting like everything kind of matters in our in our own way so like it's really interesting that we come forward and talk about things that matter to us anything anything it's like we need to create a community where people feel free to talk about their life and and honestly like um most of the stories that i've heard um are inspirational like i i remember i was like stopping at trim to talk to one of the workers there and she told me about how she nothing nothing important honestly she told me about she how she had uh she takes a breakfast at home she's rushing to work and like um she she does a job it's, it's it's always a busy shift and like i was just talking to her and it was a very general conversation but at the same time if you look at from different lenses you know like okay if you look at how essential workers in the united states are uh working how how what are the conditions i mean it's it depends on you honestly every stories and like how you intersect them how you dissect them how you use it to your benefit is, is going to depend on you so i think that is really interesting and um one of the reasons why we should speak out for so people can like interpret and use those stories to like again create change so being on um national uh, youth council was like amazing like it was being able to speak as a teenager in front of the u.s ambassador to nepal which was like oh that was that was <laughs> cool like um people people don't even get to meet him so that was really exciting and i was like with this amazing cohort of people and they def they were reflecting a lot of different ideas and it helped me understand nepal better because nepal is not limited to a city you know we like it's a big country in itself 
so like it helped me had all, all those ideas and it was really interesting to be there and uh, yeah we got a grant a 3000 us dollar grant which was which we are still in the process of executing but it was really exciting because because you know like for for that for the ideas that i've already talked about it helped me um it helped me so nepal and many communities within nepal what what are the things uh, where where i was coming from what were the things that i valued um one of the thing is important to my identity is because when i come to babs and i become a south asian student but when i go to nepal i am like part of this um indigenous community called as madhesi people so like we are um we are a subgroup within nepal so like within nepal we we have been at times uh, subjected to discrimination there have been there have been like times where like um, things have been difficult for us basically so like um that racial um lenses also came into play so i think it was really interesting to be able to come from a community that has been oppressed for very long and to be able to talk about things that matter to me so i think that was an amazing opportunity yeah i love that idea and that story of the importance of stories in in telling stories sharing stories no matter how great they are and they're filled with accomplishments or no matter how much they're filled with past of pain and struggle and things you have to push through because just being surrounded by different people and mm -hmm. friends that I've met through college and outside mm -hmm. of college it really just it gives you a new lens to see Mm -hmm. not only the world and how you perceive it but also to see people in a new light um to be just to be more receptive to a range of things and so i appreciate you sharing that um and sharing with people who are listening that like hey it's really important to to be vulnerable honestly it's kind of the root of it and just to to share our our own experiences and what we've learned and so i can have this amazing insightful conversation with you and so people can learn and it's just like a a give and take and it's so so rich um and so there's i think a few times now you've mentioned and i'm i'm curious you have a plan um or maybe a, an outline or like a, a list of or maybe some dreams or goals or whatever you want to define it as um so you've as we've talked about you've come to where you are today um at Babson college and you now are looking forward to the future given all the experiences you've had um and so what what do you see that future being and it's hard to say you know like i, I this is what i'm going to do in my future and predict it but do you have visions do you have goals things that you want to accomplish within 5 years and then maybe something that you want to do within the next like broader scale like 25 50 years Yes, I think um thank you so much for giving to those two different time frames because I think my perspectives are going to change a lot when I'm looking to the near future and the distant future. Um honestly, I think the the next 5 years is going to be a little bit invested in me and my family. So um what I feel very troubling about social change or people who are involved in this profession is like people kind of take it for granted, you know, it's like okay, I mean if I want I can get a very good job like you know which can pay me a lot and like spend my life not worrying about the world but if I'm taking um a job that is like mentally difficult it it takes a lot of your um mental attention it takes a lot of your physical 
uh, energy and strength, I think people should be uh, taking it as a profession. Honestly, social change is also a profession. You know, like um, we should not be constantly demanding a lot from people who are involved in the sector. Um, and I think uh, what I want to do these five years is to have a stability in my own life. And I think to some people this might come as selfish but at the same time I feel like this again goes to my idea of being able to like okay if this is impacting my ability to give back to the community like if I end up like start running into a non-profit and if it doesn't pay me and if I if if I start having more financial struggles and in the long run I like lose the ability to give back to the community I think that is not a smarter decision in itself so what I want to do in this five years is to like be economically stable, you know, so like, okay, if I want to work on a project and if I, if I plan to go back to Nepal, I should not be worrying about my finances. I just want to have that stability. So I think five years is going to be, and at the same time, when I came to the US, I felt like, oh, I was living in a bubble in Nepal, like, and there are so many things that I don't know about. Well, there are so many great people that I need to learn about. There are so many connections that I need to build. And like, there are so many amazing things happening around the world that I need to study. So I think these five years are going to be um, based on understanding the world better. Because um, I think it's Einstein or somebody who said it, like if, you're, if you want to solve the problem, you spend like more time understanding the problem. And I, and I, and I don't want to rush with the solution and be like, oh, this is what I got for you. So I really want to spend time understanding how the world is functioning right now. What is it that is not working? And then as I keep on working on the things that I have been working on, then maybe create something grand. That is the plan for now. So like 25 years, oh, you'll see me some, somewhere from <laughs> nice position, <laughs> trying to work, big ideas. So I think I'm really excited to that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously interested in entrepreneurship. Like, um, when I actually discovered entrepreneurship, I was like, oh, this is so cool because like it allowed you to you to like kind of create a physical manifestation of your dream, you know, it's so, like, okay, this is how I want things to work. And basically entrepreneurship allows you to like put that in play. You can you can you can you can basically create your start creating your own world. And I think that's so so great about it. So seriously want to go into entrepreneurship in the long run but I want to also spend a significant amount of time strengthening myself both intellectually and in other means yeah so I think nothing big honestly I just want to um I just want to use the time that I have um in creating things that matter that will like inspire other people to like um create basically help help people around the world um one of the thing about social change is it's really difficult there are times like i feel like oh um this is difficult i i, I honestly i get pessimistic about things too but at the same time conversation like these um and like listening to people who are in this long haul and they're like trying to oh no this is something that we need to work on if it's not us it's no one and and people who are like constantly pushing themselves I think it, it helps me realize that humans are great I mean we have messed up at times but like we have had this ability to like continue like we've been we've been we have suffered a lot but we have had this amazing idea and I, I think and stories as you already said have amazing 
amazing power they inspire you they want you to they they, they just make you feel like okay there is so much more you can do and and it, it's really great so i think nothing nothing as planned for the future but i just want to like understand world better and then go go in it and like do something something that matters to me i would agree humans humans are great you know humans are really great like really you know it's i think that's so underlooked and the the value you can get from this 50 minutes of talking is is hard to to put a value on and you can just get so many rich experiences throughout your day from human beings um and i think what you said is like so great it's so great and that's not a good word for what you said but it's so great because i think people really, really tend to rush into things without giving it some thought. And I think without giving themselves straightened out. Um, and I think that can cause a lot of issues down the line. And I definitely had a period and I'm still going through it. I'm trying to really set myself straight and get myself fully on the right page so that I can mm -hmm. then execute what I want to do in that kind of longer term horizon. Um, and so I think that's, not at all selfish and something that I feel like listeners, myself and people listening included should, should take and internalize because you really can't do much if you don't have yourself and to some extent your family kind of in a good place yeah. mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever mm -hmm, it is. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's great. And I would yeah, love- I just want to add like a small yeah. thing around here. So like, um, yeah, I was, I was taking a lot into financial uh things into consideration but when you mention spiritual it, it it is kind of uh important to say the the, the idea of mental well-being and how we have been talking around it and i already mentioned like social change is difficult you know like it's 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 us trying to figure out um wrongdoings of of more than a century you know and it's not going to happen in a day it's a very long haul so it's really important to like keep yourself intact and use this as you said your friends your family intact as 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 we go along and at times i have struggled through it like you know um you just get so frustrated like um when when like black lives matter was happening we had like similar things going back at home and i was like no this is difficult and like it takes a lot of mental toll on you even being able to go out and write a post, facebook post about something that you don't feel right people come and attack you and it's, it's it's very difficult but at the same time i think you just have to keep in mind and understand that uh, as as you already mentioned like humans are great you know like we kind of undervalue um the values that we have you know the, the 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 amazing power or superpower humans have and we we only see the darker picture but i think it is that time when you like kind of consider that we have been surviving for so long there is kindness in the world there is hope and i think that can like help you kickstart uh, your journey again like just be um in the right mindset yeah i appreciate that that note um a lot and for people that are maybe going through a period of struggle in whatever facet of life it may be um, personal with family with other things and they want to make a change for the world or, or among those things what would you recommend to those people and how can they maybe in addition i think there's a lot of people that are in college in high school whatever maybe thinking about career and like oh i got 
you kind of come into school and there's all these options in the table with consulting and finance and marketing and legal and other aspects of biology and science and all this whole tons of stuff. And um, I think there's a lot of pressure for people to comply to traditional paths in roles, which is great because we need that stuff. We need all that stuff. But I think there's a, a good chunk of people out there who are like, this might not be for me right now. Um, and so how, what would you say to those people who are kind of lying and balancing on that edge of like, this might not be for me, what would you say to, to guide them in the direction they may feel like they want to be going? Um, honestly, um, I think one of the examples that I can go back to when talking about the answer to this question is like, when I was making a decision to come to Babson, I knew like this, and not, not only Babson, like us in general i knew like okay this is the country that i can like prosper in i was i had this idea like okay um if i it, it's not that like nepal would have been difficult but it was like okay uh, am i going to grow to my fullest here and i was it was in doubt for me because of a lot of things and when i came out of high school, I had a very science degree. So, you know, I, I was studying biology. I was actually kind of pre-med for us. Like um, it, it started, it starts for us in high school. So I was also planning to give um, medical entrance exams. And that was like, um, I, was, I was really considering that. And when I kind of was being swayed around the idea of entrepreneurship, I think it was not easy. Like. Uh, because I had invested invested so much time trying to become uh, trying to appear for the medical entrance exam, like. Um, but at the same time, I felt like those struggles have kind of helped me create um, passion or or like this strong affection towards something that I really enjoy today. You know, so like I feel the struggles that I went to through to come here are worth it. So like you know, it's it's always difficult to make the shift. It's always, it's just kind of difficult to even change your flat, you know, like if you're moving, it's, that also takes a lot of mental toll on you. And I can totally understand, like I have been through those phases when like changing a career or you're trying to understand what, what makes sense for you is it's, it gets super difficult for you. But I think it's, it starts with a lot of questions like who am I and where I'm coming from and where I want to go. I mean, this is where like, um, I found the idea of, I mean, as 19 or 20 or 21 year old, like these questions might be, um, might not even make sense because you know, you're so young and like, you're still trying to figure a lot of things out. But I think, um, it's really nice to have a core idea. I mean, not being, not figuring out, okay, this is the job that I want to have. And this is the place where I want to live. But like, having a basic value that you can like hold on to for at least few years of your life. So, okay, I was interested in social impact, either be it social through social entrepreneurship or through anything that I would do. I just wanted to be on that track. Uh, if I could not have ended up in Babson or even in the US, like I could have just stayed back at home and like worked on the values that matter to me. So like, um, there are so many ways to reach to a goal, you know, like even even if it's a very vague goal that you have, um, it can be something that, sh that 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 keeps on changing. But like at the same time, it's really like if, if you basically hold on to that value, uh, I think things make sense. They, they just fall into place. So like 
not having a very concrete plan, just exploring the world, trying to understand what that thing for you. Yeah, it makes sense. Like in the struggles that you might have to go through to get that. I think when you reach there, it, it feels worth it. Yeah. Those are some great words of wisdom because I think the way you shape that um, in terms of holding on to a value and not holding on to something mm-hmm. that you want to do is really mm-hmm. kind of clarifying because I think that most people can attach themselves, everyone can mm-hmm. attach themselves to a value. You're, you're born mm-hmm. raised in mm-hmm. family with values um, mm-hmm. and you can learn about values from other people, these types of conversations. And I think that that's something that provides more of a clear um, I don't know what the right term is, but a post that you can like look towards and that, that can guide mm-hmm. you, a guidepost, I guess. Um, and so I think that's much better than trying to think of something like, what do I want to do? Because no one, yeah. but if you Honestly, value, like, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I remember I was having this interview, like it was just basically a discussion and we were talking about things. And one of, uh, one of, the, one of the panel member asked me like, oh, Vidi, so... Uh, you're going to this amazing school so you're going to be back home after five six years right and i was like oh hold on a second um i might not be back in nepal i i might not be in the us i might not be doing social work i might not be like uh doing the specific things that you imagine for me but i assure you that i'll be working towards creating social justice in any way possible i might end up owning a profit for profit company but i can still find ways to create this world a better place right so i think this gives a very good example of holding on to that value you know so like i want to help people and i want to be a person that makes life easier for other people and there are so many ways to go about it i can i can end up as a cashier at a supermarket and i still can find ways to like give back to the community right i don't have to be a social worker or a person who is involved in social impact even if i don't end up as a social worker and even if i end up working in a supermarket or even if i end up in a completely different country in a different continent i think the values that i hold will always be there with me you know in whatever profession i go in so i think that takes a lot of pressure out of you um it takes it just helps you enjoy your life and like if you're happy you can give to the community you can like think about those those ideas right this this comes as abraham maslow's a hierarchy of need basically the the and basically the idea why i'm advocating for um being able to fulfill those basic needs is like if we have a society where everybody is not worrying about food clothes shelter when pe- where people are not worrying about um all the problems that they are currently worrying about everybody is going to create a positive energy around themselves they are trying to be kind they'll try to you know give back to the community and i think that is going to be a place we would all like to live in so you know like just just make sure that you're staying happy and like not worrying about the the career and things so much so like holding on to the value really helps you do that i 100% agree and i think the point um that you mentioned about how you don't you don't have to be a social worker you don't have to work as a philanthropist you don't have to work as a nonprofit to create impact is so important because i think a lot of people think that have this connotation of like social impact like that's what i'm doing i'm not going to be some people and everyone wants to be able to support themselves financially and so they think mm-hmm. oh if i want to go into that i won't be able to do that and first off that's not even a true because you you can there's so many things you can do but you can also do 
what you want to do and do something like you mentioned, which yeah. is have a good impact within your community or through the work that you do, or just be kind to people. Um, there's so many things you can do. So I would love to wrap up with a question about you. So what, what makes you happy? Um, again, this is a very difficult question because like, um, and I tend to go very deeper with the questions that I'm usually being asked with. But I think the thing that's jumped straight out of my mind when I, when I, when I hear the word happiness is, is basically, I actually cry a lot um, during emotional ads, during emotional movies. And I think that is the, 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 the extent of happiness that like the highest extent of happiness that I can reach. And I remember I was listening to this podcast. Um, sorry if we're like having uh, <laughs> mentioning podcasts a lot. No, but, no, no. <laughs> um, so I was listening to this um, podcast and like, um, so it was about, about people trying to um, leave Afghanistan. So basically it was, it was about a community, sorry, a family who was trying to escape um, Afghanistan um, and what happened was like um, the leader of the family and, 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 and the family got lost you know so basically they got separated in a canal so like um, what happened was like uh, the, the father went ahead and the, the, the kids got back um, or I think it's the brother sorry I, the brother went ahead and the other other family members were left behind so what he did was um, and and it was such a rush that he had no time to like go back and like start finding if if he would go back he would like have to stay in afghanistan and which was not an ideal situation to be in so what he asked what um he asked people in that canal is to like okay this is my brother's name and can you help me uh, like shout it out so what everybody in that canal did was like everybody started started shouting out his brother's name and they met Wow. And and I was, I'm not paraphrasing it in a good way, otherwise you would be in tears too. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, um, the thing that I'm trying to say is, like, it, it is about um, the values that we human have and, like, being able to talk about these values through stories and stuff. And I think that makes me the happiest. The thing, the, the thing that made me, so happy that I almost got in tears while I was listening to this was because you know like it's it's a story of such great perseverance you know you're in a war a country that has been in war for so long and like you're trying to escape everybody there was trying to escape right and still the power that these people had to like help someone out shows how amazing we are right like I was like, okay, this is what we need more. Like, we all have these ideals and values buried inside us. We just need to kind of wake them up, right? So I think those moments where people let people let go of that um, individualistic nature and where they try to create a better world. You know, when you're like, kind of, it's it is kind of everything has an opportunity cost, right? When you're like, um, when you're trying to create change, you're not working on yourself so it's you're there's something that you are losing on a personal level but when you still choose your community or your society or the world to give back and when i hear those stories when i see people overcoming that i 
that makes me the most happiest is like yes we need more of this and we can do this so i get really happy when i listen to those stories well, that's <laughs> wrap up the podcast with yet another amazing story um and that one particular resonates pretty deeply with me um about just you know getting people together and the power of getting people together especially when they have similar mindsets um i think can create an impact and a, a ripple effect that is immeasurable. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for sharing that. It's really great. And thank you for coming on. This was a fantastic episode. Um, I learned a lot about you and I just learned a lot in general. So thank you. And it was good. It was great. And that wraps up today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, follow us on LinkedIn at Why It Matters and on Instagram at Why underscore it underscore matters underscore. You will find our community of guests and listeners who are forming the next generation of changemakers. Come join the group of people leading humanity into the future. I'll see you all soon.